This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Round the Cauldron. My name is Megan, and I'm here to shed light on Wicca from a modern perspective. This podcast is produced every Monday, sometimes educational, sometimes philosophical, and always honest. So grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me Round the Cauldron. everyone and thanks for joining me for this episode of Round the Cauldron. If this is your first time listening, I'm glad you're here. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Show notes and links for each episode can be found at roundthecauldron.com. Come back often and feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to help other witchy people find me. You can also help support this podcast for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron. There you can get sneak peeks of new products, exclusive content, and a coupon code for use in my shop once a month depending on your tier. Something new that I'm doing on Patreon now is live streaming each podcast episode, so if you become a patron on Patreon, you have the opportunity to interact and ask questions during the recording of my podcast episode. These videos will also be posted to YouTube, because I'm rebooting my YouTube channel. And I also have a special going on. If you become a patron through my Patreon at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron during the month of August, you will get a handwritten personalized thank you note from yours truly, plus a little surprise. Head on over to patreon.com slash roundthecauldron and check it out. So today's episode is going to be about when being yourself isn't safe. And this this can apply to a lot of different things in life, a lot of different lifestyles, a lot of different interests. But today I'm going to be talking about religion specifically. And this is all going to depend on a lot of different things. So it can depend on socioeconomic status. It can depend on where you live or who you live with. Um, it can depend on the government where you live. It can depend on a lot of different things. Um, and for things not, not that big either, sometimes it can just be affected by by your job. You know, sometimes that's you have to hide part of who you are for work and it's unfortunate, but it happens. So, I got my got my little notebook here. It's got my little notes on it. Um so why let, let's go over a couple of the reasons why someone might need to hide who they are. And there's, there's a couple that I have written down here. The first one that I have written down in my notes is family. 
Now, this is especially true if you're a minor and um, your parents don't approve of your practice. I am not here to tell you to lie to your parents. I will not tell you to lie to your parents and do things that your parents have asked you not to do. Being a mom myself, I'd be really upset with my child if they were doing something that I didn't approve of for reasons that I had and they went and did it behind my back. However, I'm also not your typical parent. I'm a pagan parent. So there's not a lot of stuff that she's going to do that would really offend me, I guess, or that I wouldn't approve of. She's only six, but she is allowed to make decisions for herself within reason. Um, And we do have discussions when we have a disagreement on my my thoughts versus her thoughts um that's going in a completely different direction anyways so you might have to hide who you are because of your family so this is especially true if you live with your family your family might not approve of your faith or your practice and you need to find a common ground yeah so sometimes that might involve just not telling them what you believe and what you practice. And there's nothing wrong with that. If there is any reason for you to feel unsafe for being honest about your faith and your practice, then don't. It's really nobody else's business if you were an adult. Um, This episode is not directed towards minors, FYI. Um, so another reason that you might need to hide who you are or hide your faith, um, is your job. So this is mainly if you work with the public, um, and it's, it's going to tie into some of the, the other reasons too. So for example, I used to work for a facility Back when I lived in California, um, I worked for a hospital that was Seventh-day Adventist. And now legally, they can't discriminate um, based on religion. However, I didn't just work with my coworkers. I worked with the public. I worked with the patients. So I didn't wear my pentacle to work. I have a general rule that I don't talk religion or politics at work, but for the sake of the public and making the patients feel safe and comfortable, I didn't wear any religious jewelry. I didn't speak about my religion. If someone asked if they could pray with me, I said, sure, not for my own comfort, but because it would make the patient happy. Now, there are, there are other sides of this where you might need to hide your faith or be more reserved in your privacy. What if you are a teacher in the Bible Belt in the United States? You know, I'm pretty sure some of those Southern parents would not approve of a witch teaching their children. So, 
just you need to be mindful of where you are and who you're around. Other ways that or other reasons that you might need to hide who you are have to do with your physical safety and your mental health. Now, I know there are some places where bullying is still prevalent. I was bullied a lot as a kid, and the, but for completely different reasons. Um, but if you fear for your physical safety because of your faith, then hide your faith. It's, it's that easy. I mean, if you feel, if you feel serious fear, obviously, you know, for one, if you're being threatened, go to the proper authorities. Um, whoever you have access to that can help you. Um, but if you feel fear for speaking out and being who you are, then you need to find a place that you can be yourself. And that might not be in public. It's, a, it's unfortunate, but that's really the state of the world that we're in right now, especially if we live in the United States of America. I'm not getting into that one right now. Um, but there are, there are a lot of people feeling fear right now for being who they are. Some people can hide it. Some people can hide it. It's, they're the fortunate ones. There are some people who can't. And if you, if you have the ability to hide who you are and hide your faith because of fear, then do so. You should never risk your personal safety and your physical safety because of your faith and your religion. That shouldn't be something that you should have to do. Now, there's also the aspect of mental health. There are a lot of us witches out there who have things like anxiety and depression. There's even some witches out there who have dissociative identity disorder and schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. You know, we're all, we're all human and we can all have these sort of mental illnesses. And sometimes those mental, mental illnesses make things a little different and a little difficult. Um, so for example, me, um, I'm, I feel very strongly about my faith. However, I have generalized anxiety disorder, major depressive disorder, OCD, and PTSD. Those are the four that I've been officially diagnosed with. Anyways, I don't do confrontation at all, even if it is written confrontation. Just reading about people fighting and arguing like, can make me have a panic attack. And, you know, here I am on YouTube, a platform where people are known for being humongous bullies and not very nice, but I have my reasons. So, if your mental health will prevent you from being open about your faith for whatever reason, whether it is 
anxiety about having to explain yourself or having to answer questions or panic attacks or whatever it is, do what you need to do to keep yourself safe physically and mentally. We don't, we don't need you having a panic attack because you felt like you just needed to be 100% honest about everything up front all the time in public. That's not necessary. That's not necessary at all unless that is what you choose to do. Like me. <laughs> we want you to be safe. I say we. It's just me. I want you to be safe. I'm sure other people want you to be safe too, but I can't speak for everybody else. So, now that we've got the reasons why you might have to hide hide yourself out of the way, let's talk about some ways that you can be yourself in hiding, sort of hiding in plain sight. Um, I wrote a blog post about this, actually, with a few different um, ideas of things that you can do to sort of hide in plain sight. Um, so we'll, we'll go through uh, them really quick. Um, jewelry, journaling, meditation, art, prayer, hobbies you can dedicate to your gods, and volunteer work. There. That's it. We're done. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, so we can go through them one by one and talk a little bit more about them. The first one being jewelry. Now, if you're trying to hide in plain sight, I don't recommend wearing pentacles or other jewelry that is associated with um, evil in Christian faiths. So you know, don't don't walk around with a with a pentacle with a pentacle on your chest. That's probably the last thing you want to do. You don't want to draw attention to yourself if you're trying to hide in plain sight. Um, put that back on here. So some things that you can do for jewelry is wear jewelry that's inconspicuous. So what I mean by that is there are uh, like some Celtic jewelry. If you use Celtic symbolism or you follow Celtic deities, Celtic jewelry and Celtic symbolism isn't seen as evil by most Christian people as far as I'm aware. Um, those sorts of symbols are more widely accepted because they're historic. We see them everywhere all the swirls and the Celtic cross and the, um, the triquetra and the tree of life, those sorts of things. If you connect to those, then wear those instead if it's safe for you to do so. Now, you can do this with any other symbolic jewelry. It can even be something that is seemingly harmless. Like if you are a dedicant to the goddess Athena, I think I'm remembering this right. If you're a dedicant to the goddess Athena, get some jewelry or something that has an owl on it. If I'm not mistaken, the owl is associated strongly with Athena. You could even do something like this. So this necklace here, um, sorry, podcast listeners, you can't, can't see it, um, but I will post a picture of it on Instagram. But it is a necklace that my sister got for me for my birthday a while ago. Uh, several years, and it's just a little triangle, a little triangle there. It is the magical symbol for water because I'm a Scorpio, so I am a water sign. And if anybody 
we were to see that, they'd think, oh, that's a really pretty necklace. It's interesting. It's a little triangle. Oh, I like it. It's a triangle, but it's also the symbol for water. But nobody would know that but me and other people who are like me in a way, I guess, or have the same interests. Um, so moving on, you can do journaling if you are in a space that is safe to do so and you have the privacy to have your own journal. You can do that. You write down your thoughts, your feelings, your opinions, um, any prayers and dedications that you have to your deities. You can do that in your journal as well. Um, this also goes with art. Art doesn't have to be obvious. Um, it can be very inconspicuous. It, it can be very abstract. And that is between you and your gods. Nobody else needs to know what it is. Nobody else needs to know that it's very specific to whatever it is that it's specific to. Um, you can do this through decoration in your home. Decorate with things that are seemingly average or normal. Um, you can do this if you make art. Do it the same way. Um, Blah, 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 blah. That also goes with the hobbies. <laughs> hobbies that you can dedicate to your deities. Uh, so I crochet and do some fiber art. I do embroidery, things like that. Those would be things that I could dedicate to my gods. I'm sure you have something you can do that you, that you, something that you do that you can dedicate to your deities. Whether it's your art, um, if you sing, if you work in a specific field as um, some sort of public servant, if you're a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, whatever you are, um, even someone that works in retail, you are a form of public servant. You are helping the public get the things that they need. Or the things that they want, depending on where you work. That's fine. Uh, but all, all kinds of hobbies can be dedicated to your de deities. You can do specific things in the name of your god or your goddess. It's a form of dedication. Um, this also rolls into volunteer work. So there are some deities, depending on your pantheon or... If you just want to go with the straight duotheistic Wicca with the god and the goddess, volunteer work and paying it forward, in my opinion, are something that everyone should do. But they are something that every Wiccan should do. Now, the way that you volunteer and you pay it forward is totally up to you. But I think it's important for us to have empathy for our fellow humans and the creatures of Earth, but also have empathy for Earth itself. Um, and so a lot of the volunteer work that we do involves, like, park cleanup or recycling or feeding the homeless or, and things like that. And that can be an inconspicuous way to be yourself in your faith while doing good for the planet and for the people of the planet while, while looking 
from the outside um, as just being a good person. Nobody is going to connect your good deeds with Wicca or with paganism or with witchcraft. Honestly, they'll probably connect your good deeds with being a good Christian, if we're being honest here. And that's, that's on them. Um, another thing that you could do is meditation. Now, meditation is something that's difficult for me to do because I find that I don't have either a lot of time or I don't have the necessary space. Because I have a six-year-old, I'm actually really surprised that I haven't been interrupted yet. (laughs) Because I have a six-year-old, there's a lot of time when it's very noisy in my home or um, we're doing things together, we're reading books or we're, we're playing or she's hungry or whatever, especially because she's out for summer right now. Um, and I don't get a lot of quiet time, but meditation can be a good way to really be yourself in your faith just for yourself. And meditation is not a requirement and meditation is also not just sitting in stillness with, with a completely blank mind. It doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. Um, so if you want to do meditation, I'll probably do an episode on meditation within the next couple of episodes and go over, um, different forms of meditation and different meditation techniques. But meditation is something that you can do on your commute. Um, if you're not the one driving, please don't meditate and drive. Don't do that. Um, so you can do it on your commute. You can do it on your lunch break. You can do it right before you go to bed. Um, I don't know. You can do it in a lot of different places. And I, now that I don't have a day job, I am working towards building a daily meditation practice. So by the time I do my meditation episode, I'll have lots of tips and tricks for you in that aspect coming from someone who likes to meditate but never was able to make it part of a daily practice. I hope that made sense. So the next thing I want to talk about is what do you do if you're found out? What do you do if you're outed, for a lack of a better term? Um, So the first thing that you need to do is know your rights. I have a video that I recorded a while ago called Wicca at Work. And that's going to be, most of the time, that's going to be where where these happen, I found. Um, so know your rights when it comes to what people can and can't do to you based on your religion. Um, so in most places in the United States, you can't be fired because of your religion. Um, you cannot be discriminated against. You cannot be harassed. Um all, all of that at work. Um, it goes for being in public, too. Um, so check out that episode. I'll link to it in the description. Um, but you should also find or go to someone that you feel safe with. So whether that person is someone that you know in real life, um, a good friend, a uh, family member, go to those people and tell them what's happening. 
and see if they can help you and see if it's a situation that in that needs to involve the proper authorities. If not, maybe the person that you go to can just help you calm down, help you get in get in a better headspace to think more clearly about the situation before you make any major decisions. And then if you fear for your safety, call the cops. Call the cops. If you fear for your safety enough, just call 911. Call the police. Call the authorities. Call whoever you need to call. But do what you got to do to keep yourself to keep yourself safe. Until next time, everyone. Bye. Please consider supporting this podcast through Patreon at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron, where you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month and gain access to exclusive patron-only content. Don't forget, you can also contact me through Facebook and Instagram at roundthecauldron, on Twitter at roundthecauldron without the D, and at my website roundthecauldron.com for show notes and links for each episode. You can also find me on YouTube at roundthecauldron. <laughs>